Gisela Bonobanaka, Tuesday, the 18th of July, 2023. Just in case we go with your was so my law here. Uh, Liam's also present in the room, but has also stated that they will not contribute. I am I am fighting hard for them to not play TikTok sounds right now. Um, Evie, unfortunately, is away. Uh, she is standing trial for alleged war crimes against the Geneva Convention. She's at she's at the Hague right now. Um, but she apparently she has a good lawyer. She might be back on Thursday. Who knows? Um, today though, we're back after a long weekend. Happy Matariki. Matariki is a period of time. It's not just one public holiday that you get off. It's important to learn a bit more. Um, you may have seen uh, Evie's interview with Ella last week. Um, it was really incredible. Ella's uh, article came out over the weekend. We'll talk more about that later on in the show. Got some very special guests joining us in the studio later on. Um, some incredible news. Uh, coming out of South Auckland, Central Auckland, Auckland in general, some incredible young, talented Pacifica uh, woman who actually made their way all the way to the Nike show in Paris, which is incredible. Uh, we got a ton of stuff coming out today on the show. It's, it's a really special one. But uh, last week on Thursday, I was very grateful to have joining me in the studio all the way from Tauranga, or as they say, Mount Monganui. Um, uh, I had Frankie Venter. Uh, a 16-year-old musician coming out of the Bay of Plenty who's incredibly talented, was up here to do some work and perform at a showcase. This is Sad Interview. Joining me on the show today, we have our illustrious guest, Frankie Venter, an incredible musician uh, coming out of the Mount down in Tauranga, uh, Bay of Plenty. Very grateful to have you up here in Tamaki Makoto. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, you're one of our featured artists on our new music posts that we do. Um, and I think that was one of my first times hearing about you, Harry spoke very highly of you you yourself uh you're 16 right i'm 16 yeah so how long have you been doing music um i grew up around it and um i started singing when i was like two i think since i've been like talking (laughs) and i just no one told me we had a really nurturing like household of people that didn't tell me to be quiet Mm. so um so (laughs) i was just kind of free to do whatever i wanted and um when i was 12 13 i started a little band with my sisters and then i got my i got this little Instagram account up and running on the internet, discovered the wonders of the internet and the algorithm and everything. And and yeah, I've been recording music for the last year and a bit. Did you have any like traditional music training or was it just, you um, just happened to be talented and you just learned it as you went? Um, I, I took music in school. I did a few guitar lessons for like, I think two years oh, yeah. Um, when I was like, 12 and then I did sing lessons for like I think like three weeks and then I hated it and I was like oh I don't like this <laughs> yeah. so then I just stopped and now I'm here but yeah and you mentioned that uh you used the internet yeah social media that was something we actually we had a guest come through uh last week uh Masbo Q um and he talked about how important social media was to him as a musician mm-hmm. how important has it been to you is it one of those tools that really helps you develop your music or create a fan base or? yeah oh my gosh i think i think tiktok has completely i mean everyone knows that tiktok has completely changed the music industry and um yeah it's a lot more casual than instagram so you can post whatever you want you can post like three times daily mm. and connect with people not just over music like you can use comedy and you can like build a brand of like what people can think of you in their you know have you in their head and i think yeah, social media is really it's really important, especially if you want like a song to blow up on TikTok before it gets released or mm. um yeah, oh my gosh, it's hugely important. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's a pretty good marketing tool eh, if you have a record. Yeah, free well. marketing. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone, yeah. It's such a good marketing tool. Um but yeah, it's it's I think yeah, it's gr- it's great. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, fair enough. I mean, um 
Yeah, I, I'm, Masbo talked a lot about how it was such a great marketing tool, and it was like a... Uh, he was talking also about how, like, music videos are almost in that traditional sort of landscape mm. is sort of fading away and that portrait mm. style of yeah. music videos doing really... Is that something you'll consider in, like, the future with visuals and things oh like my that? Gosh. that? Yeah, I think so. I, especially with everyone wanting to go and, yeah, that kind of... I think, what's it called? Portrait. Portrait, yeah. Um, yeah, I think... Yeah, that's yeah. That is a really good thing to consider, and like yeah, especially with these now YouTube shorts, these reels on Instagram. It's not just TikTok. Mm. Yeah, everything's in that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were shocked. We like um, we put a couple of clips of interviews and stuff like that on YouTube shorts, and they did like hundred thousand. We Holy. Blown. Yeah, and we were blown away because we didn't realize that shorts were like something that people use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like yeah, my yeah. nieces and nephews, they're like oh, my niece is like four years old, and she all Loves. she watches is shorts. Like <gasps> she like TikTok's not really her thing. Like shorts really? is like. Yeah, because well, I'm not gonna give my four year old yeah, niece a TikTok yeah, account, you know, but like yeah, she can use exactly. she can use the YouTube account and yeah, like yeah, yeah, she yeah. just watches shorts all day. So Whoa. I was like blown away, like you could actually really market to yeah, 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 market yeah. to four year olds, you know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I saw you have been working a lot with Rory Noble. Yes. Um, that's part of the reason you're up here in Thailand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're doing a showcase tonight for his label, his distribution label, Five AM, mm-hmm. and it's. Me, Tia Glacier, and Chase Woods, and we're just young people looking to get more experience performing and being like, it's that big fan. So it's like a small venue, really nurturing environment with really great people. And we had sound sheet last night, and it was great. Um, and I'm really excited, yeah. Nice. I hear, I haven't been to Big Fan, but I've heard heaps of good stuff about it. It's quite oh a nice venue, eh? Yeah, the last night they were like, oh, like, go into the green room, and nobody showed me where the green room was. They just opened it all, and I was like, oh, sweet. So I went down this hallway, I went up these stairs and I went down another hallway and I was like, oh, this is not where I'm supposed to be, is it? And they thought I was in the green room the whole time, so they came looking for me and they were like, Frankie, where are you? And I was like, oh, sorry, I went to the wrong room. <laughs> but, yeah, it's massive. It's got a big basketball, like, court thing really? out the back in the green room. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. It's, yeah, great. Great sound as well, yeah. What's on the um, Frankie Venter rider? What did you put on your rider? On my what? Rider? Drinks and beverages oh, and snacks and things oh like gosh. that. Did you? If I oh, can you, if you do get, that? If you get it, sometimes no you get told right. No one's me about that. It's probably strategical because yeah. I probably asked for too much. <laughs> asked for too much. Yeah. After sound check yeah. last night, I was like, please, can I please have some pods? Um, you know those little Mars pods. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I had an iced tea and I had nice. shapes crackers. That would be nice on my list. I, I know a couple of. Uh, I have some boys that are like really into like um juice. And they like ask for like freshly pressed juice and things like that. Oh, yeah. Can you yeah. do that? I, I, I think I'm gonna start. I think you should start that. doing it. Yeah. Just and like, everyone's gonna be who yeah. told her about this. Yeah. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. And I saw. Um, did I see? I think I seen one of your vlogs recently, and you were you were doing some work with Macy. Yes, I was. I was. How was that? Oh my gosh! Amazing. I think he's such a talented writer. Like he writes so. Um, like strategically and mm. well, and um, like obviously, I literally just. I mean, up until, like, this year, I've only had writing experience with myself. Mm. So um, it was great to work with him. And he's, yeah, it's really cool, like, to share ideas. And um, I've learned a lot off his writing because he writes really strategically and, like, he puts a lot of, like, usually I'll just, like, I mean, last year I just wrote songs and with no, like, I wouldn't start a song and be like, I want it to be this in the first verse, this in the second verse. Like, mm. I would not organise it, but I think it's benefited me so much, like, organise my songs and... um yeah, but Macy's really cool. Yeah. It was it, it, so it wasn't like a writing camp. It was just like you just happened to pick up some things off Macy. Um well, yeah, so Rory um 
has Macy signed to his distributor label. Mm. And um, so he just got me and Macy together for three days. And then for the third day, he brought Paige in. She mm. was sick for the first three days, which was sad. But um, on the third day, she came in and we wrote another song as a group. And it was really good. Oh, yeah. wow. Can you yeah. talk with Paige? That's a, it's, it's nice to see the music industry as of late being very welcoming of our young oh, talent and yeah, things like that. Absolutely, exactly. Um, how has it been for you as a young musician in the industry? I think learning the hardest thing's been learning the balance of obviously when to say like I mean when you're in a writing session and you're like I want this and then somebody in the writing session would be like or like the producer would be like I think we should do it this way it's learning I mean that's the hardest thing it's been for me to learn the balance of when to be like take somebody else's advice and then mm. also when to just like put your foot down and be like no I want this in the song and mm. um like I think yeah so I mean initially I had to be like I don't know it was a lot to learn at first like being in sessions with people but I think I've learned the balance now and yeah but yeah I I mean my like start in the music industry and writing has been so lovely and like everyone's been so welcoming I haven't had one bad experience and I'm really lucky yeah oh nice well hey thank you so much for joining us on the show today um the showcase is tonight, um, but uh, when people are going to catch this episode, it will be have already been. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday. It will come out on Tuesday. But um, uh, I suppose outside of the showcase, is there anything we can expect from you in the future? Any more performances? Any more new music? Oh, my gosh. I have so many songs in the vault, which oh, I'm nice. actually playing tonight. Um, I'm playing four or three Emily songs and then my latest single, Move With It, which came out um, last week, I think it was. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, I'm definitely going to start leaking more um, songs on my TikTok. And um, I really, yeah, I want to keep doing performances and maybe do my own headline performance, which would be cool. But, yeah, I'm definitely going to be on social media causing trouble. So watch out for that. (laughs) Nice. Well, hey, uh, for people who are watching this on social media, uh, we'll put a link to that in below. Uh, But for people listening, where's the best place to follow you to keep up to date with everything Frankie Vento? Um, my music Instagram is Frankie Vento Music, and my TikTok is Frankie Vento Music, and then Spotify is just Frankie Vento. Nice. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Um, best of luck on your performances tonight at Big Fan. Very grateful to have you up in Tamiki Makoto. I'm very excited for your future. Uh, getting back to the show. Yeah, big shout out to Frankie Vento for joining me in the studio. Also, shout out to her dad. She has a lovely dad. Like, real supportive of his daughter. Um, brought her all the way up from. uh, Mount Monganui, uh, Tauranga, um, brought her up here to perform and things like that. It's a very supportive family, and she's an incredible talent, and um, actually, like, very, like, good at communicating for a 16-year-old. I-, I was, like, nervous going into the interview, but she's, like, very well-spoken. It was a very easy interview, so shout-out, Frankie. Uh, but right now, we're talking about fetishes. Or shall I say kicks, you know? I'm not one to shame. I'm not one to judge. All right, everybody's got... You know, everyone's got kinks, you know? For some reason, this new kink is a little weird to me. NPC is a term from video gaming, a non-playable character. And there's a fetish for it now, but like people are doing it on TikTok Live. Have you seen Pinky Doll? Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. You're probably starting to see it across TikTok Live in general. I've brought in an expert. <laughs> oh, that makes me sound like I'm part of it. <laughs> And if I'm being, like, so honest, I just, like, saw a video of it on Twitter the other day, and I was like, that just looks, like, kind of, um, random. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was weird, because she's from... So, she's this this girl, uh, she goes by the username of Pinky Doll. Um, she is apparently, like, 28 years old. Yeah. 
Uh, but she said she's 19 because people like it. It's weird. That's weird. I didn't know of her on TikTok. I actually knew of her because Twitter was talking about how weird she was. Yeah. And I feel like there's this resurgence of like whatever this is. This phenomenon of things. Phenomenon. It is. It's, hey. a, it's it, I yeah. mean, you know. <laughs> um, every like couple years or every few years, something like this will pop up and it'll be like a thing on the internet for like 10 minutes. Mm. And then it just goes away. Can you tell I know nothing about anything that's going on? No, but it's <laughs> it's it's gonna. I reckon it's gonna stick around. So this pinky doll, she does this, she does her TikTok lives, and I don't know if you know this, but on TikTok live, you can essentially send people money through the form of like emojis. I guess so random. It's so weird, and like I think each emoji can range between like like five cents to something like a dollar. Um, and every time she gets the, um, the emoji, she, like, reacts to it, but, like, in a really weird, almost, like, robotic way where she's like, mm, thank you, mm, thank you, yeah. gang, 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 gang. It makes me feel uncomfortable listening to it, even just impersonating it. Yeah. But apparently, right, she has 30,000 people watching her TikTok live. That is so much money. She is apparently... Somebody did the math and reckoned she's getting upwards of 10K a month just on TikTok live doing these weird... Like, this weird thing. And that was what I couldn't get past. People on Twitter were mocking her and saying she's weird and she's doing this and that. But I was like, bro... I respect her. For 10K a month? I'll get freaky with it. You know what I mean? 10K (laughs) a month? Bro... I'm getting weird, like, yeah. I do it, I have no shame, 10k a month, I got people to feed, you know what I mean, like, I do it. All you have to do when you're done is just take off the wig. Yeah, I mean, would I wear a wig? Yeah. You say I, you, yeah, you reckon you I couldn't do it bald? No. I feel like there's a kink there. Like, maybe, but what? like, for who? I don't know, like, somebody could come behind me <clears throat> and, like, sip baby oil and spit it on my head and rub it in, like they do with the tzadungas, and then my head would be all shiny. Yeah. Right, right, it would be a cultural right, thing. Right, right. And I'd get bank off of it. You <laughs> would. <laughs> but 10K a month for this, I, like, my opinion is, like, like, yeah, I think it is a little weird, but in saying that money is money, and, you know, I'm like, <sighs> go get your bag. Like, but the only thing that bothers me about it is now when I scroll TikTok, every, and I do mean every live, is people doing that. Okay, on the topic of, like, weird and, like, TikTok lives, mm. in the same vein, there's this guy who I've, who pops up on my channel every so often. I watched him for, like, a good half hour last night. Mm. Um, and he, like, sell, have you seen those TikTok lives where they, like, sell wigs? Oh, yes. Have yep. you seen that real weird dude... Who's he, like, hello, my best friends, and like, and he looks them? real disheveled, yeah. and like wears them, and like, people will like comment like a number of the wig that they want to see him wear, and like spin around in, yeah. and he does it. Last night he was doing it with a unicorn head on. Nice. And I was like, you are like a part of this whole like phenomenon, mm. if we're gonna call it that. Oh yeah. Of like, interesting. TikTok lives where, like, you are being 
a weirdo freak. Yeah. God yeah. forbid. No, no, yeah, yeah, you gotta like, get, like, let's, like, let's not try and like beat around the bushes. It's I mean, a bit random. Like you're being, you're being a little bit random mm. and quirky for money. Yeah, I, um, I respect it, but also those are all being archived on the internet. Oh, TikTok yeah. is TikTok is real popular. It's crazy. I have screenshots of like the best TikTok. Uh, my favorite TikTok live that I ever saw in the history of forever was a Filipino man dressed as a mermaid in a he was in a he was in a rainwater trench. <laughs> and he was like splashing around with a mermaid, thing. and I was like, "This is this is great!" And every time people get money, the little mermaid song played. So I think my yeah. favorite TikTok lives are the ones where like it's people in like a room, and every time someone tips them, like a, like an alarm plays or a sound plays or something happens, yeah, that lets them not sleep. Oh yeah, they're the best. They're the best. I think those are my favorite TikTok lives because oh, it's yeah. just like you are torturing yourself and you are making bank off of it for the love of money. Yeah. So, uh, earlier this month, actually, I think it was, like, July 5th or something like that, uh, Nike hosted Goddess Awakened. Uh, it was a collaboration with choreographer, dancer, artist, athlete, and Nike partner, Paris Gobel. Um, this is not an advertisement. This is a celebration. Paris Gobel, uh, being a young PI, in particular, Samoan woman from here in Aotearoa, uh, is a real inspiration, and her every time she does stuff I'm just like yo that's one of us it's a special feeling but in particular the showcase that she essentially presented opened up with the Samoan culture and it was it was really it was really special um the opening scene I believe was actually her niece in a custom made Nike Pulutsasi a traditional Samoan attire for women uh it was uh, this like vibrant lime like Hiver's green almost with the Nike cheek. It was it was gangster. At the beginning too, there was a performance of the song uh Oli Tawalunga. Uh and at first I just thought it was like a church recording or something like that. That's a common one, but it's actually come out recently that this was a performance recorded at Auckland Girls Grammar. X. These young girls performed that song, it was recorded, mixed, mastered, and played out in Paris at the Nike showcase. By Paris Gobel. It's beautiful. It's like a very special thing. I think like as a Samoan, not only is our culture being celebrated, um, but as a Samoan, our youth are being celebrated and showcased on the world stage. And uh, it means a lot to me. And I think it's one of those things that really makes Paris such a special person is that she incorporates our culture wherever possible. And she does it in such a special way. And to see our culture and our young woman in particular like on that big screen on that big stage is is something really special and really beautiful so shout out to Periscope Bell shout out to the performers from Auckland Girls Grammar and shout out to if I say shout out to Nike do you think they'll pay me that would be cool I like like hey <laughs> but um yeah you can check out that performance uh, I actually saw it on TikTok but uh, I reckon we'll put a link up to it because it is man it is something special and now I am being ushered out of the studio and into the producer's booth as Liam steps into the arena to interview our two illustrious guests, multi-hyphenate artists Samara Alofa and Polly Hill. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. Up next. Hello, everyone. I've kicked Soto out of the studio because I am awesome and better than him. Um, and I have with me the biggest thespian lesbians of all of the land, mm. Samara Alofa and Polly Hill. How's it going? Um, 
<laughs> we good. We're a bit good. silly. Bit silly. Um, is this off the back of recent shows in New Plymouth? Are we feeling a bit silly <laughs> after New Plymouth? Yeah. <laughs> is that what it's giving? Yeah, it's giving the um, residue of. Yeah, I would feel like that. I would feel like that would be the reason. You've just released a song yeah. called Alien Sex. How did this? How did the song start? Where did it begin? Um, it started on my beat pad, playing like lots of freaky textures and synthy stuffs. And actually, when I was making it, the dude that made our video was in the office space with me. It's not an office space, like creative space. Mm. And I didn't know him. We didn't know each other, but he was like into it. Found these like wavy, fruity textures and said, this is sexy. And then I sent it to Mara and then Mara made it sexier. That's how, yeah, I... uh... Basically, like, a lot of mine and Paloma's working relationship is Paloma sends me a beat and then I, like, track it from home. But that's, like, the way that I enjoy the process prior to then when we get in the studio. And yeah. Then. It, like, means we can be, like, quite private about what we do and then, like, when we come together it's much more, like, there's a lot more duality when we're actually in the space together, but yeah. yeah. It's usually like Mara responding to like the sonic frequencies or like me responding to what Mara said and then we find this like yeah. third space together. Mm. Yeah. I've had the pleasure of hearing, all, did you play all of the Project in Wellington? We played, I think we played three or four of the seven songs mm. that were in there. I was thinking about it in the shower. Hot. As you know, we do. Um, and I think you both have really distinctive musical styles mm-hmm. and forms of world building. Mm. When you come together, how does the, the whole notion of world building factor into it all? We actually like formed a lot of our like taste and world and stuff like together before mm. we went on our solo projects. Mm. Um, oh well actually you had already sort of like done Polly Hill, but hardly. Yeah, it was sort of, and same as me, like I was already making stuff. Um, and we met a long time ago when we were like still sort of baby solo mm. artists or yeah. whatever you want to call it. And then started, we were flatting together. So then we started making stuff together. And I think it's been like five years or something. Mm. So it's yeah, a, a lot of that, I feel like even a lot of like what has trickled into what personally I've put out myself has also been, like, informing, like, the stuff that we also, like, have created together. Mm. Or, like, even just, like, chats. chats. I feel like, yeah, it's, like, a lot of, like, chats and, like, fo- like talking about philosophy or, like, mm. what we think. And even, like, community, eh? Like, yeah. just all our friends are so, like, inspiring that they think they shape a lot of our... Or, like, help to shape a lot of our worldviews, so... Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess it's that response thing. Like, I'm responding to Mara, they're responding to me, and, yeah, it creates this, like, other energy that works real fluidly. And Yeah. And we're also just thespian lesbians, so we know how to mm. take offers and run with them, you right. know? A lot of the, the, new, the new stuff is very, to me, reminiscent of, like, old Kalela, mm. kind of a little bit of new Kalela. Ugh. 
if you were to describe said new project mm. I would say it is um, very visceral like space frequencies mm. um, it's pretty sexy hey, yeah. it's quite sexy um, it's ethereal and um, it's got a bit of a journey to the whole thing it's kind of it touches on lots of things but it feels like at its core it's kind of about the like the new love like a new love and the journey mm. of that and how a new love can help you get closer to yourself kind of vibes it's very unconventional like none of the songs are particularly structured like a pop like a proper so, like sometimes when we're mixing with the Benjineer, shout out to the Benjineer, who we love, I'll be like, um, nah, just like let that bit cut out. And he's like, you've just got like a verse in the middle of your chorus. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, cute. It's like very just mm-hmm. feeling based, eh? Yeah, I think like, yeah, for sure. When you like think about all the aspects and like definitely like with the songwriting, like, um, we were writing a lot of poetry and turning them into songs that were definitely like mm. about like yeah new love and then sort of some stuff that um new really new like responsibilities mm. that were coming forward like with my family and like um like with my culture as well like um yeah like lots of like I guess like metaphorical writing about yeah like love and then connecting back to your culture and like home and um so yeah it was like definitely resonating with the stars and then also like mm. your insights mm. I had told sort of like, when he was recording the intro for this to describe he was multi-hyphenate artist. Mm. Multi-what? Um, multi-hyphenate artist. Hyphenate? Hyphenate. Well, Paloma said it to me. Well, actually day. Shaq said it to me once, so we're all just... By way of, <laughs> Shaq's to blame for that yeah. Multi-hyphenate. It? It's yeah. like, does lots of things. Um, what's going on on the side? I am a filmmaker. Mm. I've got some work in the NZIFF and Melbourne International Film Festival yeah. on a little short film that I made for Toifakadi with Toifakadi last year and that's kind of just about my usual subject matters which is like flawed humans usually gaybos that mm. are trying their best in life um, growing up in <laughs> rural places and feeling othered and yeah the mm. queer fantasy mm. I am Working on compositions and soundscapes for a couple of films and theatre shows. Mm. Um, Yeah, I've sort of... They're so, like... The work on the side is so, like... It just happens and then... then, Sort of, like, yeah, I've done quite a few things. I'm, like... um, You're jack of all trades, eh? Yeah, I feel like... Multi-hyphenate. My multi-hyphenate. Well, yesterday, like, I was in a meeting and they were like, okay, so, like, explain what you do in the world. And I was like, I'm an auntie. And that's what came out. And I was like, I'm an auntie artist. (laughs) And I was like, and that's all. I have a lot of, yeah, art 
art practices that are going on, like doing some beat making and DJing mm. and remixes and like, and then soundscapes and theater shows, uh, working with dancers and actors. Thank you for joining me on my um, Dr. Phil couch. Yeah, thank you for having thank us. Thanks for having us. Um, I think we're gonna make it. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, Alien Six. Stream it, have it, um, view it, dream it. We will have some shows coming up, but more on those later. Stunning. Big things coming. Huge. Huge things coming. Huge things coming. Massive. And I'm back. And Liam is out. Or maybe they're back. I don't know. I might just keep them around. I'm kind of. I'm getting kind of lonely in there. But a uh, big shout out to multi-hyphenate artists Samara Alofa and Polly. Hill, very grateful to have them joining us on the show today. All right, I'm gonna get a bit deep, hot, and funky in here. All right, getting down in Samoan culture, uh, men who bear the traditional Samoan tatau, the manufia, the pea, as well as uh, those who hold the kulufale title, the orator title, uh, one of the ways that they showed their culture and expressed it was through cooking and preparing food. In Samoan culture, it's uh, like my ancestors, the way they used to look at food is because we ate a lot of seafood was that we respected the animals we respected the food uh fish died for us to be able to nourish ourselves and our families and we respected the fish and we made sure that in order to respect that fish we had to eat every part of it and things like that it was very deeply rooted in our culture that that was important that we respect the animal we respect the cooking process if the food doesn't taste good and we don't eat all of it we're disrespecting that animal so cooking is a big part of my life as an adult. Every time I watch a cooking recipe, they say, oh, and now we're just going to go over here and pull out our f- yogurt maker or our, our waffle bowl machine or our potato ricer. Nobody has these things just naturally. I bought a pie maker once when I was like 18. I think I used it once and then went in storage. I never used it again. Why do recipe... Why not just tell me how to make it like in a pan? With my hands. Why does every bread recipe need a mixer? I don't own one. I have hands. And I have to do this all by myself. I'm getting really tired. I'm getting really tired of these cooking recipe videos and things like that. That expect that I'm some sort of like wealthy highly financed kitchen this isn't a business dude this is like a hobby i'm like i'm just trying to cook a nice meal i don't own these things and i'm not gonna go buy it just for the sake of the i watched the recipe the other day for uh uh it was like a carbonara or something like that and the bro pulled out a pasta maker like he was like he's like all right and now we're gonna make the dough and i was like i i'm skipping this entire he's like we're gonna roll it out now and then uh, what? What's next? Is we're gonna we're gonna we, while this is being rolled out, we're gonna chuck this in our food processor. So I was like, on a blender, is that any different? It looks like a blender. Is it any different? On a magic bullet, I'm pretty sure that's a blend. Uh, is that a food processor? I feel like it is. It's affordable. But like, why don't we just skip the part where you make the pasta, and just get to the part where we cook a the pasta? I don't. I'm not making. I'm not making a pin, AG. Don't teach me how to make a knocky. Like, just, like, I want to learn how to make, like, the carpet. Like, you know, like, just skip all of that stuff. And start telling me to buy stuff that I'm not ever going to use. Pie makers. Bro, everyone's got one. Everyone has a pie maker. Or, like, a waffle maker or something like that. When was the last time you used it? 
There's only <laughs> one kitchen appliance. There's two, actually. Two kitchen appliances in my house that actually get used consistently. Air fryer, rice cooker. Boom. Outside of that, obviously, oven. That's that's a no-brainer. But, like, additional kitchen appliances? I've never, like, I don't even use the microwave anymore. Like, I feel like that's just, like, now that we got an air fryer, that's just, you know. Stop making recipes inaccessible. Please. I'm not that good at cooking. I'm not that rich. And now to our local ads uh, in new music. As you know, every Monday we post up our latest ads to the Tahi stream as well as the Tahi list on Spotify. This week our featured artist Swit It. Yes, they are back. Uh, they released their, I suppose their debut single. Not debut, but it's their first one in a while. They released Not For Sale, like a music video is sort of like a I suppose they're calling it like a throwaway uh, but Hocus Pocus is the first single off of their upcoming album it's great big fan of Hina's latest record uh, Tarararua uh, in Globals we got some great stuff Evie's very happy about new jeans finally making the cut she was stoked and above the moon um, and uh, right now to help me with some of these uh, local ads in particular uh, I have producer Matua Harry you did my job for me when you mentioned new jeans for Evie. I knew uh, she no, would hate I, us. Like Evie, like it was like a prerequisite that I had to mention it. Yeah, and you should hate yeah. us if we didn't mention it. So that yeah. was part of the job was coming on and guaranteeing that. Mm. I also um, resisted doing rolling my SW for Swidit, so I know you'll yeah, be okay. happy about yeah, that. Yeah, you're not very good at it. Yeah, <laughs> you hate when I do that. Um, also on the local ads this week is uh, Monsieur Mikey Dam, um, currently mm-hmm. residing in Aussie, but originally from the Palmy North. A bit of a bit of a hub for local music, Palmerston North. Mm. Um, like who else? Rory Noble came from the Palmerston North, mm. another artist um, we've played and done some content with before Adam Snow is mm. from Palmerston North. Um, I believe... There's a couple more, mm. but it's, it's, it's <laughs> for <laughs> such a random place. Yeah. It's like not the... Um, is that why they all the work together because they all about. know each other? Essentially, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when one of your mates is a is a really good music producer, then like yeah. the quality of like songs coming out from artists in that region is going to be high. Um, also, to note on the international ads, uh, True Savan's been capturing a lot of attention with this latest release. I've mm. seen it a lot on my socials from other um, artists really loving what he's done with that mm. track. So that's a cool one. And also, Disclosure, big Disclosure fan. Mm. I just think everything they do usually goes pretty well and gets the old hips moving so mm. yeah definitely worth a listen as well um shout out to all our new music ads especially our local ads that homegrown goodness baby you can check that out again 24 7 on the tahi website www.tahi.fm or over on the tahi list available on spotify check it out follow like subscribe whatever you do on spotify i don't know what it is but listen and support local music i mentioned it on the show last week uh before evie uh went away uh, to face trial at the hug uh, she uh, we recorded a bunch of stuff like interviews some extra bits we didn't want you to miss out on Evie because also um, it's just it's I miss Evie too so <laughs> without further ado uh, this is Evie uh, talking about last meals so as um, you know as a white lady I love a bit of true crime uh, that's sort of, of something something we're known for being into mm. these days and um there's a lot of them that end with the person being on death row, and that got me thinking about last meals because there's some pretty weird ones from some of the worse, more like, you know, ugh, criminals out there. <laughs> um, and yeah, they pick some weird stuff, and I'm oh, wondering yeah. 
what you would pick as your final meal on God's good earth. See, there's two routes, I think, with last meals. There's either the artistic, I'll eat one olive. Right. You know? Or there's the, I've been eating prison food for 20 years. I want 20 quarter pounders. Mm. I want 20 pizzas, 20 milkshakes, you know? So it's like, you know, like, it's like a... Oh, I've got the hamburgers! Oh, I'm doing something! I'm doing something! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like there's like a in-between. It's like you you either go like the route of being like, I'm super artistic. I'm just going to like, give me Mm. one olive. Um, Or like, I'm going to have a fat feet. I feel like, um, I feel like I asked for like a single... Like a single dill pickle. You want to keep them guessing. Yeah. You want that. You want people being like, "What's with this guy's psyche? He only oh, had a single pickle. He, he had a single dill pickle or something like that." You know, mm. like I feel like that would be, that would be up there. I seen like some of them like ask for beer. Yeah. That's super common, eh? Like yeah. ask for alcohol. Like oh, yeah, I could understand. <laughs> Do you know that um, one guy, who I won't mention because it's really dark, but he actually picked exactly what I. Am going to pick. Oh, that's great. Which is yeah, it was it was pretty. That was a weird evening. I got to say, I was like, <laughs> is there something up with me to have? But anyway, he wanted Lord of the Rings on, and um, he wanted a full like spread do it yourself barbecue meal, which is like exactly. This man asked for Korean barbecue. He didn't. It wasn't specifically Korean, but he wanted oh, like barbecue. Okay. I mean, I would have Korean barbecue because I love Korean barbecue so much. I like. I want like five bottles of soju. I want all the but different. I meats. didn't know you could request a movie night. Well, I don't know if you can anymore, but you could. You used to be able to like pick a show or whatever. But what I would do is again, I would pick. I'll pick Lord of the Rings anyway, but mm. I'm extended all the way through. I'm there for. I got nine more hours. Mm. I'm dragging it yeah, out. Yeah, see, you want to drag it out? I want to watch the entirety, every filmed episode known to mankind of SVU. Oh, I you would You just love scored yourself that. an extra month. Yeah, like, more than that. More than that. There's yeah. over 800 episodes of SVU. Oh yeah, you scored yourself three, four months. Yeah. Like. What about like Love Island seasons one through eight? Like all yeah. of them? That's yeah. a lot of content. That would be kind of creepy though, right? You did a reality TV show and they're like, <laughs> like, it's like, like the idea of like, yeah. Hi, I'm Tila Tequila and they watched my entire series. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they went, like, it would like be like a weird feeling, right? It'd be like, they watched me as like their last. Yeah. I don't know. I would yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, but, but last apparently meal? they don't do it anymore. They don't do the last meal thing. You just get given one. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently. That According sucks. to one of my true crime podcasts. That sucks, you know? Like, if you're on your way... You know? I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm not cool with capital punishment in general, but, like... Yeah. Like, like let the man eat chicken. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when last Who am I to judge? Yeah. <laughs> 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 this guy's I haven't made yeah, yeah. Who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? Let him have a, a Zinger burger. <laughs> nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> a little coincidental that uh, Evie's talking about last meals while she's standing trial uh, for war crimes against the Geneva Convention. So, yeah, good timing. Good timing. Uh, but back to the show. <laughs> Last week we had, I think, two interviews uh, with our illustrious guest, Alice Stewart. Uh, Evie took those ones, and it was a lot to do with Matariki, this being the Matariki season, and uh, the public holiday for Matariki being last Friday. Uh, Evie uh, chatted with Ella a lot about this article, and there were a lot of references to this article that Ella had been working on. Well, that article came out over the weekend in particular on Friday. The article is all about Ella's personal experience with Matariki and her family's relationship with Matariki, 
Matsuriki. Uh, Elle is one of those people who grew up actually celebrating Matsuriki long before it was a public holiday. So it's a really unique perspective and experience that she has and a very personal experience that she shares with us. Uh, we have a link to that article actually on the RN, uh, on the, the Tahi uh, link dump, which is uh, in our bio. So the head over there will take you over to RNZ to read Ella's incredible article. I implore you to check it out because it is a fantastic read and really gets you in the spirit of Matariki. So big shout out to Ella. Before we start to wrap things up, of course, we got to mention the Women's FIFA World Cup kicking off here in Aotearoa on Thursday, I believe so. Um, it's an awesome opportunity. I had a uh, shout out to my cousin Jazz. Jazz was, uh, she played for New Zealand uh, in the last FIFA World Cup, I think, and she also played in the Olympics and things like that. And I remember watching the women's team and just being like, man, these are some athletes. And these are athletes who deserve some shine. And this FIFA World Cup is a great opportunity for you to sit down and enjoy some sports. Football, or as I like to call it, soccer, uh, is one of the most popular sports in the world. It's like bigger than it. Like Americans think American gridiron is the most popular sport in the world. It's not. Basketball, no. It's football. Soccer, it's soccer. It's soccer. Um, and this is one of those times where we really get to see some incredible talent shine, especially from our wahine, and especially from here in Aotearoa. If there was a Samoan team in the FIFA World Cup, you know I'd be championing that, but there are some Samoans in the New Zealand team, so that's who I'm voting for, alright? I'm also rooting for whoever's winning. <laughs> and all people, Brown! So, the Women's FIFA World Cup kicks off on Thursday. I'm sure we'll have some coverage for you following that, but make sure you do some of your own coverage, your own followings, and stay up to date on everything FIFA World Cup while it's here in Aotearoa. Wonderful stuff. All right, and that is all the time we have for today's episode. You've listened all the way right on through until the end. And we always say that the outro is like a little treat for you if you listen all the way through. Um, So here's some behind-the-scenes goss. I miss Evie, genuinely, sincerely. Like, it's like... Without like before I before I came to tell you I was doing um, radio I was doing a night show and I did that show like notoriously on my own and I actually really thoroughly enjoyed like sort of doing that show on my own it was a really cool experience but since coming here and having a co-host it's like it's really lonely just sitting in here on my own <laughs> like I don't even know how to explain it it's just like a weird thing especially too because like. I'm still coming, me and Evie, to avoid traffic, we usually cruise on into work before, like, around 5 a.m., so we can just beat the traffic, and we can get the show ready to roll out at 1 o'clock, and so I'm getting here at, like, quarter to six, six o'clock, and I'm just here on my own for an hour. Usually, I have Evie to hang out with, but, like, I'm just, I'm just here on my own for an hour, so... I do. I like. I sincerely miss Evie. Like, I'm looking forward to it when she comes back. I think she might be back for Thursday, um, but if not, she'll be back for next week, a hundred percent. Important to mention too. Uh, I I think we mentioned it last week on the show, um, but our lovely little sweetheart of a person, Liam, is unfortunately leaving us. Um, they they're not dying or anything. They're just they're they're moving so you know they're, they're leaving a, a massive hole in our hearts and in our team and therefore the Tahi team is looking to not expand but replace alright I don't know if anyone can replace Liam but maybe you can this is this is your opportunity to shine we are looking for a new digital content producer uh, we have details about that role and what that role entails on the Tahi Instagram as well as on Facebook Twitter and on the website RNZ uh, you go down to the careers tab you can actually read a bit more about it there uh, but we are uh, we are taking applications at the moment they close on tuesday next week uh so if you feel like you know 
you'd like to join the Tahi team, you feel like you got something to bring, chuck an application through. It's always worth it. I always tell people, like, a few people have hit me up, and I've been like, hey, just, like, just apply for it. Like, you know, see how it goes. Like, there's no harm. There's nothing gained, nothing lost. Like, just give it a shot. Um, we're really looking forward to seeing all these applicants that are coming through, especially our young talent. It's really special, and this is a cool opportunity. So, you know, if you want to hang out with me <laughs> and Evie when she gets back from the war crimes thing, I don't know, it would be a good opportunity for you. But, um, yeah, thanks so much for tuning on into the show today. Big shout-out to our guests, of course, Frankie Venter, um, Samara Alofa, and Polly Hill. Very grateful to have them joining us. Big shout-out to Liam and Harry for helping me with the show today. Big shout-out to Evie for all the stuff that she recorded before she took away, making my life a lot easier. And until I see you Thursday, as always, we say, to Fasui Fua, Kaki. <laughs>